0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. I hope you're all having a lovely August. Um, This week is going to be a solo cast and I'm going to take you on an adventure to the Burren in County Clare where I spent um, some time last week rock climbing uh, which was was something totally new for me and really really amazing transformational experience Um, so I really thought that sharing this could uh, influence you to maybe get out there and give it a try Um, because I do believe that anything we do where there's fear involved to an extent obviously fear is there for a reason to protect us and to keep us alive But in a lot of cases, you know, it's not necessary. And when we overcome that fear, there's immense joy that awaits. A feeling of ecstasy, um, which is what I had at the weekend. So I want to dedicate this episode to that. And I want to share a bit about a book I'm reading and, of course, some nature bits. Um, I will have some guests on there has been some misalignments, just things not lining up, whatever's happening. So, um, people couldn't attend for whatever reason. And I'm looking at that as a sign to have an episode dedicated to the rock climbing because obviously it needs to be shared. Um, so if you've tried it, let me know. I would love to hear about how you got on. Um, if you haven't, I bet you're gonna give it a go. <laughs> so, just a little thank you before we begin um, to the patrons who support the podcast. If you can support my mission, this work, this podcast, if you do get something from this podcast, please consider supporting. Um it would really help me. And it does involve costs as well as my time and getting people involved. So Please, um, yeah, out of your own honesty, if you are getting something, please contribute. And it can be as small as a cup of coffee and it can be a once-off, if you like. Um, Or you can sign up as a membership and get access to other bits and bobs that are on my uh, platform on, on Patreon. And you can cancel at any time. So, let's get started. So it all happened last week. Um, it was Thursday night at about ten p.m., and I got a message that I had won a competition, and like, I did not share that post, thinking I would actually win it. I really didn't. Like, I'm I'm I was thinking like, oh yeah, as if I'm gonna win. Like, how many things do you share online and you just don't win? <laughs> so then I was like, ah, sure, I'll give it a share why not and it was to win a camping trip in the Burren and go rock climbing and yoga and swimming and like perfect um so I got the message late Thursday night and I got so excited like I actually was really tired and I was like oh I'm so ready for bed let's wind down and next thing I was just elated and I was like, oh my god, I'm going camping tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to clear tomorrow. Oh my god, it's like eleven PM and I really am not a night owl. Like I don't I mean I can't if I come alive at night, like I'm staying awake then you know. So there I was up in the attic Thursday late at night, looking for mattresses and sleeping bags and all sorts cutleries and all my old camping bits because I hadn't been camping in ages and I actually really missed it because when I traveled it was a big part of my life like I would camp a lot and I would live basic a lot and I would be on the move every day so now that I'm stationary and in stability and not that I'm not moving like I am moving like I still go up the mountains and I still go to the beach every day but I suppose I'm not on the road as much in terms of new accommodation like sleeping in the wild you know all of this so I'm a lot more stable and I like it like I like coming to my home and I like having my bed and I love and appreciate all that is around me like I don't need that sense of I definitely need adventure but I don't need the consistency that I was having like as in I was having extreme amounts (laughs) compared to the average person, like every day, like moving countries all the time, every few days. Like, I mean, I'm really calm and relaxed now in the same place and it's lovely. Um, But I definitely need adventure. It's like life. It's like finding that balance between stability and um adventure and you know safety and a bit of unsafety and you know it's it's always that balance we want. Um so I I just like being in one place and then heading off and coming back that kind of way. But anyways, um so I got ready the Thursday night bits and bobs. I couldn't sleep because sure I was too excited altogether. Um I didn't know where I was going, didn't know who I was meeting, didn't even know really what the workshop was no idea I didn't even know people ran workshops like this um and yeah the next day I got up I got the car ready I got my bags ready I was checking google maps like where where is this camping site where am I going and just feeling that sense of um those butterflies that nervousness in my belly again because normally like now if I go away maybe it's with somebody or maybe it's kind of planned in some way but this was totally like new people new activity new place like I didn't I had no sense of safety you know Um, and as well I I actually didn't have a tent either Uh, my older tent had broke so I had no I had no sleeping arrangements either so I was banking on um, one of the girls bringing the tent so, sure as I always always did when I travelled, I'd say, "Sure, what what's the worst that could happen? I just drive to a local B and B or something, or find something, or sleep in the car." You know what I mean? So I headed off on my way and um, still trying to find a tent and the shops and stuff couldn't find any, but I eventually got down to Allardy Cliffs, um, in County Clare in the Burren, and the drive down there was just unreal, like limestone everywhere, amazing. And it was like you have now entered the geopark, and Clare is actually amazing. Like the coast of Clare is so beautiful, and then when you start driving through the Burr, and it's like I don't know, it's like landing in space. It's like Mars, or I don't know. I've not been to Mars, but just the geology there is insane. You know, it's not like drive. It's real. It's like looking at rock everywhere. It's just rock everywhere. You know, it's it's amazing and then you have the ocean at the side and it's just real vigorous, you know and when I got there that night it was like 9 or nine or 10 in between and the sun was setting and it was glorious and there was, there was tents everywhere and I just parked at the side of the road and I was like, okay, I'm in a new place no idea where I am no idea who's coming no idea what we're doing tomorrow and I went walking up the cliffs then, um, well, the Burren kind of the burn, not the sea cliffs, but the burn kind of rocks up the back. Um, I, it's hard to know what to call them. They're like mounds of rock, you know. So I'm walking that at night and of course my poor sandals broke and everything because the rock is so strong. And I watched kind of like the moon rising up there. It was amazing, like a real blood orange. And um, it was just fascinating to have the sun setting and then the moon rising and then it just went completely black and I was still sitting up in the barn at 10pm at night and being like okay are these people coming or not like I still had nowhere to sleep I was like what am I doing and eventually those girls arrived um, Nastia and Tanya who run the um, women's rock warriors um, workshop amazing and they came along then after 10 sometime and they were so lovely and they parked behind me and just the most friendliest open and welcoming girls you know um so so lovely to connect with them and they were just really heartwarming like they get nasty gave me a tent and i was sorted and we put our tents up and we were all together and i was like oh i feel like safe again you know like that sense of worry was just all gone when I met them and I felt so relaxed and it's funny to think that I might be like that because people always say to me like oh my god you're so brave you're so strong you always gone around the whole world alone and yeah I did but I still get nervous (laughs) and I told them that the next day I was like I was actually really nervous coming you know Um, but it's important to feel that fear you know and I also think it depends on like especially as a woman like where we are in terms of our most emotions and our hormones like women for me anyway I'm definitely like if I'm more hormonal like I won't be able to manage that well because I'm not in my power in my strength like in my masculine place which is what a lot of people do see of me like in my masculine power but like if I'm hormonal it's like uh oh, <laughs> I'm just not, I'm I'm much more um emotional, so I'm not as able, you know, and maybe the fear can get me more, maybe anxiety can get at me more, because I'm just not as able to, I don't have as much clarity, like my brain gets more foggy, and I can't, um, I can't see as clearly as I normally can, um so it's important during those times that we kind of rest and rejuvenate so i knew that was also kind of happening for me um so i i just was being a bit patient with myself you know and so that night then we kind of watched the stars we saw shooting stars we were all like oh my god shooting stars and it was amazing and then we came down and we slept that night i had a desperate sleep <laughs> i think the girls pretty had bad sleeps as well um but the moon was so bright that night. It was a full moon. My tent, which had a single skin, was fully bright. So um, there was, uh, it was just, I couldn't, you know, I'm so sensitive sleeping. I just, my whole tent was like, there was a light switch on and it was so difficult for me. So I was awake every two hours. Um, and eventually I just got up in the morning really early and I was like, oh, I'll just have to manage without sleep. And actually just ploughed through the day, the energy from the women, the energy from the adventure, the energy from the fear of overcoming the fear, like all of it just inspired me to keep going. Um, And the girls were so lovely as well. They gave me like a coffee and they gave me a Coca-Cola, which two things that I don't really have often, but I just had them anyway, just to keep me going. (laughs) So sometimes it's okay to like, you know, do things that, you know, maybe not labeled as so healthy or whatever, like all about balance, you know what I mean? um and coffee is fine like for most people in moderation but it does affect us in ways that we're not seeing clearly because we're so hyped on it you know anyways coffee is another story I'm not going to go into that here um but yeah like that the day of the actual workshop was insane like we all shared breakfast in the morning which was so lovely um And that was really special for me as well because I eat alone a lot so I really appreciate meals with people Um, and then we went down to our first climbing spot um, which were cliffs uh, a bit back from the sea um, uh, with two ropes and I honestly when I saw it first I was like oh my god what is that I'm actually what is this but the workshop was held so well in that like it wasn't like go on there jump up that wall it was like okay let's everybody sit in a circle let's everybody share who we are let's everybody do some breath grounding um we were explained what would what we would be doing and all about the equipment and carrying the equipment and it was like as if it was um rolled in in a very calm and gentle way so that we were able for it and it wasn't just a big shock you know and I think I was the only one who hadn't climbed before um I think everybody else in the group had so I had no idea what I was going to be in for so anyway I decided to put on the shoes and run up well not run up but like get ready to go up first and I did and I was like gosh ah, sure. I'm always climbing the cliffs at home like scrambling obviously not with ropes and stuff and not so vertical but I started going up it anyways and it was amazing like it was actually amazing, it was so cool, I felt so empowered, I got up to the top and I was like oh my god, like that was much easier than expected and they were like wow you flew up there like and I was like oh my god I did actually and I was like yay and up the very top I could see the ocean and it was amazing and then to come back down you have to sit back like you're sitting on a sofa with your legs out and your legs have to be flat against the wall and they kind of they kind of um belay you down, it's called belaying um So that was quite cool but you really have to trust the people because your life is in their hands. So I got down to the end anyway and um, I belayed a couple of girls which means you're holding the ropes for them while they're going up and down and you're kind of their safety net. Um, And the belaying I found a little bit difficult because you have to move your hands a certain way with the ropes and I'd say the lack of sleep and my mind was like, what way must I move my hands? You know, I was like, what? Um... Whereas the climbing, I feel like, is straightforward. You just go up, you go down. And you figure it out while you're on the move. Whereas the belaying, you have to hold the ropes a certain way. And you really are holding somebody's life. So, like, I just felt a bit more pressure with that. Whereas at least when I was up the rocks, it's my own life. Which is my responsibility, you know. So the second round then, um went to go up the second uh, climb. And they were like, oh, this one's a bit more difficult. There was, like, an S line on it, an S shape. So you had to go, like, to the right and over and it was funny because like i got up to where the s bend happened on the on the line and i actually didn't know where to go and i was kind of stuck and i was like oh, okay and and that's when the fear comes in and when the fear comes in your chest tightens your shoulders tighten your hands tighten you clench on to the rock you don't know what to do and you're panicking and you're like i don't know where to go and then you have this group of amazing women below you being like go on you can do it and put your hand to the right and then you get there and you move along and the strength comes back and because you're clenching so hard you actually think you have no strength at all you're just like i just want to go down because this the fear drains your energy then out of nowhere you get encouragement and you get you get to the top and it's amazing and you're just like i never want to come back and yeah it's it's just um so empowering like i'm still digesting all the processes that happened emotionally Um, and then that day especially was like 27 degrees or something it was horrible not it was really horribly hot like it was so hard to be out in it so like I remember going onto the rock for my lunch and um, it was tough going like to be up I remember feeling like I was burning alive my back and it was crazy so we did an extra climb again um, which was amazing like another vertical kind of crack in the wall climb And then we headed down for the water afterwards for a swim. And it was so lovely, like, oh, my God, bathed in the crystal clear, county clear Atlantic waters. It was gorgeous, seaweed everywhere, and just a big bunch of happy girls, happy warriors. And it was just so lovely. After that, um... We headed back to the campsite again and we got more equipment back on again and I was really losing energy at this point and they were like right we have a few more climbs to do and I was like oh my god how am I going to do this um, and the girls were saying like well one of them said their first day like they only climbed once so <laughs> we climbed a lot you know it's pretty exhausted and we went back down we went down to the sea cliffs this time so near the ocean and these climbs they were a bit harder I think from the first ones um they were higher um one of them had like again like uh, it was kind of like an s shape i think because you'd climb up one rock and then you would go up another rock and then there was a ledge at the top like a seat and you had to kind of go under the ledge and out and then back onto the ledge so you were kind of like climbing under it in a way um like upside down or something and then push yourself up on the ledge So it was really cool. So I actually loved that one because you actually get to sit in the ledge and like, I was like, I don't want to go back down. And I was just looking out at the ocean and I just stayed up there for a while while the sun was blasting on me and being so high up and everybody down low and it was just amazing connection. And then the seagulls going all overhead and then just like literally like the sweltering heat, it was something else up there. And then I also did the other um, climb, which was they said was the most difficult, and that was the one I really got fear on. Um, it was the next. They all have names, but anyway, it was kind of like it was. It was kind of a, like a vertical wall, but it was like the first half there was all cracks and holes you could put your hands in, and then like there was a part where like I was like, okay, where there's no place to put your hands, and you're literally wedging onto tiny little, tiny little crevices and I totally got stuck I got fearful I thought I was going to go into panic I was like I think I just want to go back down and I was like where do I go where do I go do I go down and then one of the girls was like no the only way is up and then I was like oh my god and I kind of because I was clenching so much I lost my strength and I was like I don't have the energy to go up I really don't and then I was clenching with my hands and um I think my feet came off the wall and I think the rope was kind of holding me and then I eventually kind of one of the girls said I did like a pull up or something because when you're in fear you don't even know what you've done (laughs) and I just kind of pulled myself up and climbed up to the very top and I just stayed up there like you know when you're just like (gasps) to take such a huge sigh of relief and it was just so strenuous that I just stayed at the top and I was just trying to breathe and relax and just be like oh my god I actually cannot believe I got up here and I felt like crying I was like I can't believe I got up here I can't believe I got up here I don't want to go back down just yet and there was like some Polish man and he was like oh wow because I felt like it was like a movie or something that like I was stuck and I was in fear and then eventually I got my footing and then I just wanted to cry when I got to the top because I over- I overcame the fear and I got the strength back. So it really is just an insanely like moving experience to do this. I would definitely recommend it Um, and after these climbs like everybody hugged and it was amazing and I had one girl that I was belaying for and she had one or two falls and it was quite hard because like I had her life in my hands and I had to make sure I was aware and I was alert and she kind of fell and I had to like my my waist would get jolted and it's like whoa like you have to hold them because if they get hurt I was like oh my god it'll be my fault but anyways um after that then we had another swim which was gorgeous I actually got a sea urchin in my foot um so I got that out and we went in these lovely little pools um, beautiful beautiful place to burn We then had dinner at the campsite again. It was lovely and um, I was able to use the girls' cooking equipment because it didn't have a stove and stuff, which was great. And we finished off the night with some yoga on the rocks and it was really gentle yoga, like kind of like yoga nidra almost. And we actually did it seated because nobody had strength left in their legs to do any standing posts. We were all jaded. So we did a lovely seated yoga, grounding, breathing. And then at the end, we kind of laid back in our Shavasana and the yoga teacher Tanya went around and she did this massage with oils on her face. And I swear to God, I'll never forget it. It was so amazing. This like rubbing on the forehead and the, the um, sides of the head, the temples. And it was just gorgeous. Um, and actually, I learned something recently as well that like if you massage your forehead, and your massa- and your forehead is relaxed, like as in your whole body relaxes. So it's just something interesting to note that if your forehead is relaxed, the rest of your body will relax. Um. Yeah, so then uh, we headed back to the campsite that night again. Did some more stargazing. There was actually thunder and lightning up the cliffs as well. It was crazy. I thought I was. I thought I was seeing fireworks, but it was actually the sky had so much clouds and the moon was coming up it was just insane it was like all these orange and reds and the sky looked like it was going on fire it was so amazing um so the next day then we had a slow morning getting up i didn't have a great sleep again it was a bit hard and so the next day i headed on for clahan beach but um when we got there i went down with a girl called clara and the beach well there was no beach really because the water was out so we couldn't swim there so then we headed on for La Hinch, and La Hinch was just—it was like there was five hundred thousand people there. It was insane. No parking. It was just clogged the streets. It was insane, and um, we did a lovely swim. And after we went down to the main street to a beautiful, beautiful. Oh my god, the food there! I had this like sourdough, avocado, basil, homemade pesto with um, poached fried egg or poached egg—I can't remember and um feta cheese it was to die for I would have eaten five of them um and then we stayed there and we ate in front of the ocean it was gorgeous and then we made our way back to um Ennis Tymon. and I went to Ennis Tymon then to a beautiful shop because everybody kept telling me go to the cheese press um which is like organic food and there was all sorts of amazing homemade cheese kind of pastries and um you know like these kind of organic chocolatey balls and I got a wheatgrass dark chocolate kind of cake oh my god it was to die for Um, and I tell you what like the minute I saw the toilet in that shop because I hadn't used a toilet in so long I was like overcome with happiness I couldn't believe I was in a a bathroom with a toilet bowl with a sink and just like oh my god I can sit in comfort and go to the toilet and nobody was watching me and I have toilet roll and I have a sink and it's clean. And, you know, because I had been walking like, I don't know, in the morning, was it like 100 metres? I can't remember because the barren wasn't very like a sheltered place. Everything was very flat and open. So like I had to walk a lot to find a toilet. <laughs> so I tell you what, since coming back from camping, I'm so in love with my mattress, the bathroom, fresh water, hot water, the cooker, like just being in house, being warm. I mean it was roasting out camping but I mean like just the fact that we have so much and I'm just so grateful and going camping is an amazing experience it's because it teaches you that, it teaches you that if you were to live in the wild life would be harder and the less you have um, actually the more content you are because you appreciate so much but also when you do come back to your luxuries um, you just have a newfound respect for everything so just a final note to say like check those girls out online and um, you'll find them on my page Nastia Artania Tanya and they do the Women's Rock Warriors and definitely give it a go. You can write to me if you want any advice. Um, it's amazing. I would love to climb again. I'm not sure really where in Cork. I know there's an indoor centre but oh my god it was just so amazing and I felt so blessed to have actually won a ticket. Um, that was so wonderful. Um, I now want to share with you an amazing book I'm reading, The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself. And I just want to read a little excerpt and um, yeah, just a little bit to give you an insight of what it's like because it's so potent. So he says, removing your inner thorn, the spiritual journey is one of constant transformation. In order to grow, you must give up the struggle to remain the same. And learn to embrace change at all times one of the most important areas requiring change is how we solve our personal problems we normally attempt to solve our inner disturbances by protecting ourselves real transformation begins when you embrace your problems as agents of growth in order to understand how this works let's examine the following situation imagine you have a thorn in your arm that directly touches a nerve when the thorn is touched it's very painful it hurts so much the thorn is a serious problem It's difficult to sleep because you roll over on it. It's hard to get close to people because they might touch it. It makes your daily life very difficult. You can't even go for a walk in the woods because you might brush the thorn against the branches. This thorn is a constant source of disturbance and to solve the problem you only have two choices. The first choice is to look at your situation and decide that since it's so disturbing when things touch the thorn you need to make sure nothing touches it the second choice is to decide that since it's so disturbing when things touch the thorn you need to take it out believe it or not the effect of the choice you make will determine the course of the rest of your life this is one of the core level structural decisions that laid the foundation for your future let's begin with the first choice and how it will affect your life if you decide you have to keep to- things from touching the thorn then this becomes the work of a lifetime if you want to go for a walk in the woods you will have to thin out the branches to make sure you don't brush against them since you often roll over and touch the thorn when you sleep you will have to find a solution for that as well perhaps you could design an apparatus that acts as a protective device if you really put a lot of energy into it and your solution seemed to work you would think that you had solved your problem you'd say I can sleep now and guess what I got to go on tv to give a testimonial anybody who has the thorn problem can get my protective device and I even get paid royalties so now you've got a whole life built around this thorn and you're proud of it you keep the woods thinned out and you wear the apparatus to bed but now you have a new problem you fell in love this is a problem because in your situation it's hard to even hug nobody can touch you because they might touch the thorn so you design another device that allows closeness amongst people without actually touching eventually you decide you want total mobility without having to worry about the thorn anymore so you make a full-time device that doesn't happen. That doesn't have to be unstrapped at night or changed over for hugging and other daily activities. But it's heavy, so you put wheels on it, control it with hydraulics and install collision sensors. It's actually quite an impressive device. Of course you had to change the doors in the house so that the protective apparatus could get through. But at least now you can live your life. You can go to work, go to sleep and get close to people. So you announce to everyone, I've solved my problem. I am a free being. I can go anywhere I want. Do anything I want. The thorn used to run my life, now it doesn't run anything. The truth is that thorn completely runs your entire life. It affects all your decisions including where you go, whom you're comfortable with and who's comfortable with you. It determines where you're allowed to work, what house you live in and what kind of bed you sleep on at night. When it's all said and done that thorn is running every aspect of your life. It turns out that the life of protecting yourself from your problem becomes a perfect reflection of the problem itself. You didn't solve anything. You don't solve the root cause of the problem instead attempt to protect yourself from the problem it ends up running your life you end up so psychologically fixated on the problem that you can't see the forest for the trees you actually feel that because you've minimized the pain of the problem you've solved the problem but it is not solved all you did was devote your life to avoiding it it is now the center of your universe it's all there is in order to apply this analogy of the thorn we will use loneliness as an example Let's say you have a very deep sense of inner loneliness. It's so deep that you have trouble sleeping at night and during the day it makes you very sensitive. You're susceptible to feeling sharp pangs in your heart that cause quite a disturbance. You have trouble staying focused. You're very lonely. It's often painfully difficult to get close to people. You see, loneliness is just like the thorn. It causes pain and disturbance in all aspects of your life. We have sensitivities about loneliness, about rejection, about our physical appearance and about our mental proudness. We are walking around with lots of thorns touching right against the most sensitive part of our hearts. At any moment something can touch them and cause pain inside. You have the same two choices with these thorns as you did with the thorn in your arm. There's no reason to spend your life protecting the thorn from getting touched when you can just remove it. Once the thorn is removed you are truly free of it. The same is true with your inner thorns. They can be removed but if you choose to keep them without being disturbed by them you must modify your life to avoid situations that would stir them up. If you're lonely, you must avoid going to places where couples tend to be. If you're afraid of rejection, you must avoid getting too close to people. If you do this, however, it is for the same reason that you thinned out the woods. You are attempting to adjust your life to make allowance for your thorns. In the earlier example, the thorns were outside. Now they are inside. When you're lonely, you find yourself pondering what to do about your loneliness. What is it that you can say or do in order to not feel so lonely? Notice that you aren't asking how to get rid of the problem. You're asking how to protect yourself from feeling it. You do this by either avoiding situations or by using people, places and things as protective shields. The loneliness will run your entire life. You'll marry the person who makes you feel less lonely and you'll think that's natural and normal. But it's it's exactly the same as the person who is avoiding the pain of the thorn instead of taking it out. You've not removed the root of loneliness. You have only attempted to protect yourself from feeling it. Should someone die or leave you, the loneliness would again disturb you. The problem will be back the moment the external situation fails to protect you from what's inside. If you do not remove the thorn, you will end up responsible for both the thorn and everything you pulled around yourself in an attempt to avoid it. How do you free yourself? In the deepest sense, you free yourself by finding yourself. You are not the pain you feel, nor are you the part that periodically stresses out. None of these disturbances have anything to do with you. You are the one who notices these things. Because your consciousness is separate and aware of these things, you can free yourself. To free yourself of your inner thorns, you simply stop playing with them. The more you touch them, the more you irritate them because you're always doing something to avoid feeling them. They're not given the chance to naturally work themselves out. If you want, you can simply permit the disturbances to come up and you can let them go. Since your inner thorns are simply blocked energies from the past, they can be released. The problem is you either completely avoid situations that would cause them to release or you push them back down in the name of protecting yourself. You're enjoying a program watching TV and two main characters fall in love. Suddenly you feel loneliness, but there's no one around to give you attention. Interestingly, you were fine just a few minutes ago. This example shows that the thorn is always in your heart. It's just not activated until something touches it. You feel the reaction as a hollowness in your heart. It feels very uncomfortable. A sense of weakness comes over you and you begin thinking about other times which you were left alone or of people who have hurt you. Stored energy from the past releases from the heart and generates thoughts. Now, instead of enjoying TV, you're sitting alone, caught in a wave of thoughts and emotions. Ever since you were a child, you've had energies going on inside. Wake up and realize that you're in there and if you have a sensitive person in there with you, simply watch that sensitive part of you feel disturbance. See it feel jealousy, need and fear. These feelings are just part of the nature of a human being. If you pay attention, you will see that they're not you. They're just something you're feeling and experiencing. You are the indwelling being that is aware of all of this. If you maintain your center, you can learn to appreciate and respect even the difficult experiences. If you sit within the self, you will experience the strength of your inner being, even when your heart feels weak. This is the essence of the path. This is the essence of a spiritual life. Once you learn that it's okay to feel inner disturbances and they can no longer disturb your seat, of consciousness, you will be free. You will begin to be sustained by the energy, inner energy flow that comes from behind you. When you've tasted the ecstasy of the inner flow, you can walk in this world and the world will never touch you. That's how you become a free being, you transcend. So folks, that is Michael Singer, the Untethered Soul. And it's just profound, like it's so eye-opening. And he talks a lot about our thoughts, and how our consciousness has full power to keep us centered as long as we can choose that and any of the thoughts or the mind chatter or the drama of the mind all of those stories are just made up stories and yes they're true in terms of experiences but we don't need to to let them ruin our lives you know or run the lives of our that we want because we can actually be the awareness behind all of that and we can pull our energy back to that awareness and not into the dramas. So it's just an amazing book. But um, I'll kind of leave it there for today um, regarding the bees and the veggies. I'm extracting honey again today. um. So I'm going to do that. When it's dry weather, I'm going to put the frames back in the hive. Um, I also have yeah i'm just kind of thinking about the tunnel just everything is still overflowing like grapes are turning red and loads of courgettes loads of beans loads of beetroots um everything's flourishing we've had some rain today which i'm sure the plants are really happy about because everything was so 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 dry Um, and the trees i've noticed as well have started changing color which is insane they're all yellow um and again just a little side note i'm taking part in feast cork food and drink festival and i have events on for five days in a row if you want to check out their page i have stuff on every day from be well journeys to be Wild well for kids to um i have a talk down on the beach doing you know about adventures and growing food and all sorts um and then i have forest bathing and i have a one-to-one hive experience so loads of bits on check it out if you want to come um and yeah be lovely to have some of you people who are listening to come along um and they are limited spaces as well just so you know because the forest one is a small setting so be sure to book a space and the one-to-one hive experience is only one to one so it's only there's only one spot available um so yeah so if you have any questions about that let me know if you enjoyed today's episode and give it a share give me some feedback um and I wish you all a gorgeous weekend. Um, stay wild, stay adventuring, stay exploring. And if you can support this podcast, please go on to patreon.com slash or cash caught. And um, I would so appreciate that. Your support means everything to me. And I know it means everything to our planet as we continue to make changes. Loads of love. Ciao.